The government are spending an awful lot of their cash on plans to upgrade cycling infrastructure. Uh, they hope that by 2040 we're going to be able to cycle from village to town and town to city right across the country. Josh Crosby, our own reporter, has been looking into this. What can we expect of this uh, national cycling network plan? Yes, Kieran. So, so the Minister for Transport, Eamon Ryan, now has promised that there will be 3,500 kilometres of cycle lanes built by 2040. And he says that a thousand of these will be completed in the next seven years. The aim is that 80% of homes and 90% of jobs will be located within 5 kilometres of the network once it's built. The idea is to connect 200 towns with 80 different corridors so it's quite the ambitious plan and we know more and more people are getting back up on their bikes but the one reservation people have about going cycling is that they don't feel safe especially in large urban areas such as a city. I know friends who love to go cycling on the weekends or whenever they get a chance but they just feel that they're taking their lives in their own hands so they choose not to but where there are segregated cycling lanes and greenways they seem to be a great success by those who use them and the nearby businesses. One such location that was in the spotlight when it was being introduced in the summer of 2020 was the route by Dunleary and Black Rock. Now, this changed traffic flows in the area and reduced lanes, but, but I've cycled it myself and you really do feel safe. I was out there earlier and I met with a few cyclists to hear about their thoughts on this national cycle network. We'll start off with Brian Malone, who uses the lane every day and says it's a game changer. It takes you off a lot of the main corridors where most of the traffic goes. It's a lot safer. You see a lot more like families using it. So beforehand, maybe you go back to four years ago, it would have been just people like me, men like cycling bicycles. But now you kind of see families with their carts You can see a cargo bike going down there, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think one of the issues sometimes with the locals that I live kind of locally is like you don't see congestion on the... That's, and that's the nature of bicycle lanes. You don't see congestion on it. So I think a lot of locals kind of expect... There to be tailbacks of bicycles coming in, but I come down here every morning and around seven or eight in the morning. There's this flow of ten bikes, twelve bikes. The bikes keep coming through. So it's transformed your work commute. Absolutely, yeah. Like I, I go out my way. I do probably an additional four or five kilometres to get onto safe route, as opposed to go directly to work from my house. Where's house house? Like Shankill to Ballsbridge. So it's thirteen k directly, the most direct route. So this morning I did. Uh, I did about 16k to get off the main road. So you're getting your gym in while you're going to work. Exactly, yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, it's you know, brilliant. This is this is the best example I've seen in Dublin. Like, uh, So if there are plans now to roll out even more across the country, you think this is a, a good model to go by? Yeah, I think we're, we're going to go through this period where, you know, I think people see them not being used enough, but there has to be a period where we give space away from cars and I'm a car owner as well across the bicycles to get people using bicycles and as that transition is going to be difficult because it's not until we actually see the benefits come through get the infrastructure in get through that there's going to be a bit of pushback in it but once it's through I think in time it'll really see the benefits come through for everyone it's brilliant for kids and it's going to get better when the new bypass goes through the middle of the village so we can't speak highly enough of it and do you feel safe cycling around generally? ah yeah we're determined cyclists it's the quickest way to get around it's healthy for you. There's no about no negatives. So it's transformed your commute for your swim. Yes, that's the main benefit of the cycleway. But the national path or the greenways, they're going to be brilliant, and can't recommend them highly enough. All right, that is just one area, uh, Josh. How much is going to be spent on this, by the way? Well, well, it's big bucks, that's for sure. But I suppose, look, the price of doing anything these days is expensive. And when you look at the ground they intend on covering with this plan, in the grand scheme of things, you can see why it has been given an estimated cost of 1.4 to 1.9 billion. Now, 
whenever there are projects taking place that are new to an area, whether it be roads or cycle lanes, local residents will understandably have their suspicions and possibly be quite annoyed by the changes being made to their area. So as informative as it was to hear from the two cyclists here up in Black Rock, it was also interesting to hear from the motorists living in the area. We'll hear from two women now. First, I met with Stella, who drives a car, but also cycles from time to time. She feels there are pros and cons to the cycleway. For a driver, it's much more inconvenient. For a cyclist, it's given as a double lane, which is great in another way. But however, I just think that it's a nightmare getting around because you have to go all the one-way area. And I, I work in the area as well, so it's, it's, from a driving perspective, it's made it more difficult. So going forward now, if there's going to be more of these cycleways around the country, what do you think is the best approach? I'm not sure because it seems the only way forward, it seems to be in Dublin anyway. They're all one-way areas, whereas down the country I think they may have more space to do greater things. But I just think it has been a hard adjustment. And I'm big into walking and cycling and all the rest. But I just think that it just suddenly lands and there's no kind of thinking through. And there's a lot of schools around here cause congestion and that kind of thing. As I was walking down by the coast, I said I'd love to have a camera to capture all the cyclists that aren't on the road because it's not used that much. And then we're reduced to one lane. I think it's the biggest mistake they've made. So I don't know what they're doing. And how has it impacted your own day-to-day? Have you had to change your routine or the way you... Well, I'm, I'm lucky because I walk everywhere. Even though I have a car, I prefer to walk. You know, so it hasn't impacted on me, but it just kills me every time I'm walking down here. There are no cyclists on the, on the um, cycle lane. And one day I did see a cyclist who obviously thought he was too quick for this lane on the road and he was belting along, but he was still holding up the traffic. He wasn't using the bicycle lane. If there are going to be more of these projects around the country from someone living in the area, what would you like to see being done to help communities when something like this is going ahead? Well, if they're going to change the road system, first of all, they have to improve the uh, public transport. There's ages in there too. They're not thinking about the elderly people. So if you're restricting car movement, you need to have... Oh, better improved. public transport, definitely. All right. That's what the residents say. What about campaigners, Josh? Yeah, look, they're over the moon. They've been calling for projects like this for years and they're really excited about the, the possibilities it could bring. I met with the infrastructure coordinator with Cyclist.e, Colin Ryder, about this and he's been working in this area for years now. So to see projects like this being proposed and the tweaks that need to be made to, to try to find a happy medium for all road users, I wanted to hear his thoughts on how to go about introducing something like this to an area. If, if a farmer's field is backing onto a new route or if it's limiting car access in a residential area. And he said a word we've been hearing a lot about recently on different topics and, and that's constant consultation. He says there have been several projects that don't get off the ground or get held up and and this is down to the lack of communication that's led to uncertainty. And uh, we also heard then about this in in, in an urban context, a rather kind of Seapoint and Dundee. that's the urban context. Um, uh, There's a focus on the rural greenways in all of this as well. There is. So look, obviously in urban areas, people have more freedom to to cycle on their commute to work, whether it's hopping on one of the the rental bikes or using the segregated lanes. But in rural Ireland, not so much. Workers will be travelling much longer distances. The the standards of roads are a huge factor, street lighting, etc. But when it comes to the greenways um, being developed, anyone I know that's been using one... They've heard nothing. I've been. I've heard nothing but praises from them. They took off after the first one opened in 2011, the Great Western Greenway in Mayo, and after that, it seems like every county wants to get in on the action. I know the Waterford one is particularly popular for tourism activities, and the South Kerry Greenway down near me is underway. And I know there've already been businesses set up, or they're in the stages of setting up, directly due to that eventually coming on stream. So look, success stories all around when it comes to the greenways. Villages and towns have been crying out for one. We'll be happy to hear now about this investment to cycle. 
cycling. Sticking in Kerry, this new plan will see cycle routes from Limerick to Tralee and Killarney to Cork. Now, there's already a greenway from Tralee to Feenit, which has just opened a year now. I spoke to local business owner Mike O'Neill, who was involved in the Walk the Line campaign group for 14 years, working on this project. And Mike says their knock-on benefits are endless. It's along the old railway line, part of the Great Southern Trail. It's a beautiful, short uh, walk or cycle. It's been a huge addition to to Tralee, to Phoenix and to surrounding areas. I just see the value of it in terms of people, the amount of people. The bike ownership has gone through the roof from young kids to older people that I would never have thought that we would get on a bike or hadn't been on a bike for a long time, simply because roads were too dangerous. So with that increased footfall, what has it done locally, I suppose, for businesses as well and maybe bringing extra tourism into the area? It definitely has done that, Josh. It's just given people a possibility of considering bringing their bikes with them, bringing their kids on bikes and whatnot. There are always going to be slight negatives to these things. Some people, they're bounding their properties, they feel uncomfortable or whatever, but by and large, it's a massive win all round, I think, you know. What advice would you have for, for other communities around the country where there's a bit of uncertainty, and especially now when we're going to see this, this rollout right across the country of cycle routes and corridors? I think it's good to be honest with people. You know, the more that are built, the more examples people will have to come and look. Look, there's another side to it, Josh, that some people almost look look for the negatives rather than looking for the positives. And there's some people that you will never convert, but the vast majority of people are convinced by this. They've seen it up close. To me, it's so democratic in that, you know, it's it's non-competitive. It's here forever. This, to me, is about adding social value to where we live. The greenway is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger you get. Josh Crosby, thank you very much for that report. Stay with us. Lots still to come on the hard shoulder.